This is Utah Survivors Podcast with your host, Brandon and Alex. In the world of true crime TV, we're bringing you the story straight from the survivors. Victims don't become survivors without the help of a community. So every week, we will have a 30-minute interview alternating between a survivor of crime and an organization that helps victims in similar situations. Due to the graphic nature of crime, many of the topics we discuss may be difficult for some listeners. If you are in crisis or triggered by these discussions, please reach out to local and national hotlines listed on our website, utahsurvivors.org. Welcome to another episode of Utah Survivors Podcast. Here today we have Hildegard Koenig, who goes by Hildy, at, from Utah Office of Victims of Crime. And I'm going to let you tell us your title. <laughs> okay, thank you. So thank you for the opportunity um, to be here. And um, my title is Outreach, Language Access, and Civil Rights Coordinator. Which means you do a lot of amazing work. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> you do. You do amazing work. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So as you know, it is Victims' Rights Week. And this year, our theme is, let's see, Bren criticizes me. Let's see if I can get this right. Our theme is Survivors' Voices. Elevate. Engage. Affect change. Is that approved? Um, you said survivors' voices. Oh my! <laughs> anyway, we get the point. Um, and the reason we wanted to talk to you is because you are in charge of a very unique thing we have in Utah called the Victims' Rights Complaints Process. Yeah. Um, so I'm the liaison. I'm the pass-through person. <laughs> perfect. So, what is this? program complaint process thing? So the crime victims complaint process, um, it is in place to ensure that individuals that may feel their rights are being violated, right? Like victims' rights um, with the criminal justice system. So like law enforcement and APP, you know, though they um, they can share about you know, what's not happening correctly, um, what they're, you know, those things. So, and what they'll do, there is a form, which we're working on updating it. And because right now it's just paper, but we're trying to make it, you know, more um, friendly and easily to fill out and all this. But one of the things is that um, individuals can fill out this complaint and it will, it will be reviewed um, by depending on the county that they're located in. Um, okay. So there's a judicial counties. Um, but honestly, I mean, I, I sometimes I just get phone calls of individuals just asking, um, yeah. you know, if is my rights being violated? Are my rights not being violated? I am not an attorney, but of course I can send them information in regards to what the rights are um, mm -hmm. and then share with them about the process. Like we received the complaint, where it goes, so we send it to yeah. the, the chair and then it, they review it and they do notify the complainant. And so a lot of times people don't want to, don't want the complainant to be aware of that they did a complaint. And so some people yeah. may not want to do the complaint. And that's okay. But I that think is okay. education is power, right? So it is. And so it's an opportunity for victims to say, in my case, this right was violated. And this is how. Right. And then the committee, when the committee gets these complaints, what do they do? So the committee will review it. They will look and see if there's a finding, um, if their rights are being violated. And from there, they'll have an outcome. They normally, um, 
you know, it's 60, 90, 60 days about it takes, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer if they have to do more reviews, if there's additional information. So it it, it can be a, a time, you know, it can take longer, but. Well, anything in the criminal justice system takes time. Just, exactly. just count on yes. that. So, it's all yeah. going to be a process. Yeah. But sometimes they'll, you know, after they do the review, um, they'll bring, you know, they'll, uh, you know, they will go ahead and reach out to the vic- to the individual when they complain and see if there's any other additional information maybe they're missing or things that they would like to hear. And um, and all, all of them don't get paid to do that. It's all like, you know, they do it after work or they do it in their time or whichever. So it is individuals that care about victims' rights. Uh-huh. It's, it's important than that. But, um, and then after that, they'll go ahead and, come with their conclusion, you know, if their right was violated, what the outcome is going to be. Is it education? Is there, you know, those things. Um, Sometimes there have been times that they don't see, you know, something was not okay, but it did not violate victims' rights by the statute, right? So so then at that point is like, is what can we do, right, to to bring up that we need to do more training and, you know, and that's one thing that I do is when I hear things that are not happening correctly from, it could be from advocates, it could be from individuals going through the system, you know, sometimes we'll go and look and see like, do we need to create more education in a place, training? So we need to remind people what victims' rights are, you know, those things. Yeah. So if a complaint doesn't necessarily rise to the effect that a right was violated, but something happened that wasn't cool, wasn't fair, wasn't like how it should happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying that you will assess those statements and those complaints and do your best to implement new trainings and address the issues, correct? So, yeah. So what I'll do, I mean, of course, I can't do it with everyone, right? Because yeah. there's um, some when the individuals have reached out, for example, there's one that there was issues with the commission, commissioner and judges about their treatment on this individual and violating mm-hmm. victims' rights. So what we did is I reached out to the people that work in those facilities that can make a change, mm-hmm. um, that can affect something. And, um, you know, we are doing now working on getting a training happening for judges and commissioners and education and all those things. So we try to look at different ways. So, you know. So- in that case, because the victim chose to go through this complaint process, an issue was seen. And it may not have significantly violated a right, but it was an issue and something was happening. Right. And you have been able to coordinate with other service to providers to enact a committee to address the training that needs to be done and create change within the system not like we don't need to change laws. We just need to change policies and procedures at this point. Right. And so you're spearheading that because a victim's voice was heard. Exactly. Yeah. And the victim had the courage to share their story. Exactly. You know, and I think that sometimes we don't know what's happening. We will not know other until someone, their survivor, you know, their they share with us those things. It could be coming from the survivor themselves or an advocate working with them. But a lot of times, if we're not aware of that, there's nothing we can, you know, how, yeah. can, how can we move forward and, and make change? And so I think that, I think it's so important. And 
you know, and this voice was only one voice of this individual going through this, which, you know, but how many others individuals may be falling in the cracks in the system, right? That they're not sharing their role, like they're not sharing yeah. what's happening. So I think that we need to create a space that survivors, individuals can't share when things are not, you know, maybe there was not a violation, but, but, you know, if there's many how can I say this? But if there's, let's say that we see that a police department or a prosecution office or, you know, victim service program, it keeps treating individuals disrespect or they're not following. Yeah. Like we need to be aware of those things. We do. It is a system. We need to know when agencies are falling short of equity and equality. Right. It yeah. is. What would you say is the most common complaint that you get or that you see? Well, the most complaints that we see is um, the outcomes of the judges or um, also the prosecution. Maybe they were not notified. Um, they feel like there were notifications happening um, that, you know, maybe there was a letter sent and by statute that's notifying, but maybe they have moved and, you know. So just not enough communication when it comes to exactly. like the plea deals or the sentencing. And that's what we've been hearing more and more is those or individuals feeling like their voice wasn't heard with the plea deal or, um, you know, they didn't have their they didn't go into their victim statement. Um, so those things are some of that we have heard. So if a survivor wants to engage in a complaint process, they're feeling like their rights are violated and they want to enact change because they've seen the faults that happen in their case, what would you recommend to them? Um, they can reach out to our office, um, the Utah Office of Victims of Crime, and um, they can call our general number 801-238-2360. Um, and, you know, they can say, hey, you know, I would like to the complaint. They can transfer it to me. I can talk to them or they just can go to our website. Our website is a, has so much information. So if you go to primevictim.utah.gov, there's a part that says victims rights and resources. And there you'll see all the um, it talks about victims rights and the statutes, the codes. Um, but then it has the Judicial Victims' Rights Chair, so you know who is in the chairs that are going to be going to. Um, but then it has a complaint form in there, and they can go in and put it in there. They can click on it, and they can fill out the form, and that then they send that to our office, and it will come to me, and then I will send it directly. I have five business days by step, you know, by well, and then I will send that to the bis, uh, Judicial Victims' Chair that goes to the code. And they'll review it. So it'll start the process in that point. Um, if you were to tell a victim whether or not they should do the complaint process, what would you say to them? I, you know, is I, I, I want individuals to be aware that when you do the complaint form, you know, do you complain, the other party will be notified that their complaint has been against them. And so I, some individuals are okay with that, but other individuals 
because of what they're happening to them, or maybe they're still in the process in the system, they may not feel safe. Um, but I think that we need to be aware that things are not happening correctly. Um, maybe it is just that maybe they need to work with an advocate more, or maybe, you know, so there may be different things, but I think that their voice is so important and we need to be aware of that. We need to know what's happening in the state. And so I said, so, you know, even if it's just, um, just having that conversation, even if it's just sending an email, I think it's important for us to be aware, you know, to share that, to just have that. Um, yeah. we can keep it confidential, you know, depending on it is, but if you do fill out the form, please know that you, that other party will be notified there's a complaint mm -hmm. against them. Um, do, are victims able to reach out to you to discuss this process more in depth and more mm -hmm. specific to their case? Yep, they do. Um, you know, I get phone calls weekly, um, daily of individuals just wanting to know about the process and, you know, should I really fill out this form and, you know, um, the chairs are amazing individuals. They do care about the process, um, you know, but everyone's, you know, but I want people to know that that is, you know, truly what is going to happen. I think it's important, but also, you know, everyone's busy. It may take a little bit longer. It's not that we don't care. It's just sometimes, you know, yeah. when there's so much and we're individuals maybe in court or individuals maybe, you know, do another stuff that it may take a little bit longer to communicate, but yeah, people can reach out. Perfect. And so I have one last question for you. Okay. Um, this year's theme, and we'll say it again, or this year's Victims' Rights Week theme <laughs> is Survivor Voices, Elevate, Engage, Affect Change. I got a clap. I did it well. Good for Yay. me. What does that mean to you? And... And what, like, yeah, just what does that mean to you? Oh, um, it, you know, being in this field for over nine, yeah, 19 years, I'm really old. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the theme because, you know, voices of survivors sometimes have been by silence for so long. And so being able to, um, really you know what it says in there elevate uh -huh. being able to bring them to the table to include them you know i think it's so important um because everyone has their own journey their own story um and we need to give that space and that respect to those individuals to be able to share that because we're really gonna affect change by not repeating ourselves, but really doing, you know, um, learning from mistakes and learning from, you know, things. And so I think that, you know, this title kind of just brings all that, right? Like, um, there's so many individuals that have a story. There's so many individuals that um, maybe have fallen in the cracks of the system or they did have a great experience. We need to learn from all of those those voices yeah. um, to be able to, you know, to help others in the future. I like it. Yeah. And I, I, can I say I concur? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for sharing the mission today of the victims' rights process and helping us promote these victims' voices so that they can 
work towards change. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. This program is supported in part by grant number 18W2025 from the Utah Office for Victims of Crime, awarded by the Office on Violence Against Women. The opinions, findings, conclusions, and recommendations expressed in this program are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Office on Violence Against Women, the U.S. Department of Justice, or the Utah Office for Victims of Crime. Our theme song is DNA by Najee featuring Amber Lynn.